Welcome to the Before and After podcast, where we are all about helping you become a better you in every season of life. My name is Jacob Wilson, and I'm here with the one and only Phil Reichert, where we will discuss real and relevant obstacles from our different generational perspectives. And we're off. Hey, hey. Before and after podcast. I would love to say that we did it, but I think we need to wait till the end of the episode to say that we actually did it. Absolutely. I mean, what, let's, let, what, let's give it some time. What makes us think that we can do a podcast? I have no idea. We're about to see, though. <laughs> We're about to see. Well, today we have a topic right from the beginning that I'm excited about, but this topic for some people makes them cringe. And you want to tell us what our topic is today? Our topic is change and embracing change. And, and what a better topic for where we are right now in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of change happening. I mean, the pandemic itself. But, I mean, just even think the last 300 years, how much, you know, communication has changed, how much technology. And so, like, let alone the pandemic, but we were already excelling at a pace that, you know, people weren't ready for. And it's changing constantly. And so... Today, we're going to talk about what it looks like to fully embrace change. So I want to ask you, how, how, how well would you say you are at change? I mean, change is hard, man. Change is hard for everybody, and, and it's, it's definitely hard for me. But when, you know, when I think about you know, how good I am at change or embracing change, I'm awesome right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like crisis management, adapting, it almost energizes me. You know, even the pandemic, you know, it, on the front end of it, it was kind of energizing. You know, we had to change things around uh, at church and how we were doing it makes you creative and, and, and it gives me energy. But the longer it goes on, uh, you know, and, and there's not a sense of normalcy that kind of returns, I don't do as well in that, you know, just trying to continue to adapt and embrace it. Um, it becomes a marathon. It becomes difficult. Sure. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about this topic, we're both like, we both really kind of find energy and change. Yeah. We both kind of yeah. like it. You know, we get doing the routine thing for us every day. Yeah. I mean, we like being pastors because every day, you know. There's something different. There's something different. It's yeah, not the you never know routine. who's going to be on the other end of that phone call. Yeah. You never know who's going to walk in the door. You never know what's going to happen. And so change is energizing for me, I would say to a degree, mm -hmm. and then it can become very draining. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, are in that same place. Sure. Yeah, and change, I mean, it's it's inevitable. It's it's coming. Yeah. I mean, the only consistent thing is that the world does change. And so we're going to talk about embracing change, but I want to throw a curveball right away. Oh, boy. Maybe it isn't change that everyone struggles with. So maybe it's not the change. Maybe it's something deeper in change, a word called transition. Usually we mm. think those are the same mm. things, but change is actually situational. So like moving to a different state, moving a different country, getting into a new friend group. I mean, that's change, but transition is the emotion that comes with it. It's the psychological part of it. It's the internal piece of that yes. versus the external. And so I think yeah. the world loves change because, I mean, yeah. how many times are we watching commercials, you know, yeah. get the new iPhone. We're like, oh, I want that. Right. We love change, but what we don't like is all the emotions that surface with this change, the right. transition part of it. Having to adapt to it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the hard part. That is the hard part. Yeah. And so today our goal is to walk through three different phases of that transition that comes with change. And so the first thing that we're going to talk about 
is the phase of letting go. See, transition starts with letting go. That's the beginning phase. And so you're talking about letting go of what's kind of normal for you right now and what you've become accustomed to to adapt to something new? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So letting go of what's normal and even good things sometimes. Yeah. And, that, and that's the hard part for people is that we have to let go of good things. Like when you have, I mean, when you had uh, your kids, you know, that was a great thing, but you probably had to let go of some sleep. Oh, yeah. Massive adjustment. You know, it's all good change, but it requires a lot. But for me, like going into new friend groups, you know, the inside jokes that worked before, they don't necessarily work in a new friend group. So right, there's things that you right. have to let go in. And you uh, got to figure out in your new environment. And that's uncomfortable. Exactly. And change and endings, they go hand in hand because change causes transition and transition starts with an ending. And so beginnings, I mean, really, if you try to begin, it all depends on how smooth that ending goes. True. And that's the thing. We don't like <laughs> we don't like endings. No one likes endings. Well, and transition is seldom clean. Mm-hmm. There, there's seldom a clean break from either one phase of your life or one job to another, whatever that change might be, it's seldom just a clean break. And so you've got one foot uh, still in the past or what was going on, and you've got one foot in the new place and the change. And that's uncomfortable if you're not able, uh, you know, you're going to do a split if you're not able to pull that other foot forward. Yeah, that's good. Mm. So, question, what's your advice to someone who is struggling with letting go of something or someone that's trying to help someone that just isn't ready to let go? Mm. You know, I think for, you know, the latter part of that question, trying to help someone, think about how difficult it is for you to change something significant in your own life. Okay. Mm. I know that's a challenge for me. Certainly. I mean, I'm a lot older than you are. Um, we a lot come, older. Uh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> we come from, you know, totally different generational perspectives here. For sure. And so I'm sort of that old dog, new tricks kind of mm-hmm. guy that I try to push against. And, and But life will lead you kind of into certain patterns that are hard to change. And so for me, when I think about changing myself sometimes, that's just like the most difficult thing to do, much less trying to change somebody else and so when you say how do we you know help other people move through change I think the key word is the same uh, word that that we've got to embrace ourselves and that's patience you Mm. know and grace man we got to extend grace to one another we've got to extend grace to ourselves in this process of change because we are creatures of comfort and I'm first in line and we like to find comfortable, secure places in our lives. That's human nature. And so change is hard. Change is difficult. And many times, man, we just got to be sort of forced into it. Mm-hmm. And, and once we are forced into it, we've got a choice. You know, are we going to resist it or are we going to embrace it? Yeah. Going back to that patient thing, I, I heard it once of like it's like someone jumping off a cliff. You know, you may be ready. You may jump off. But if you're trying to pull someone off that you know it gets dangerous yeah and you just i love that being patient you know 
to a certain point, maybe there's certain things that, you you know, now's the time and you have to lead forward with that. Right. But there's other things that, you know, you just have to trust God that he's got his timing right. and just be patient for them. And I think it's important, you know. Everybody far, moves at their own pace. Yes. Um, especially when it comes to change. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, because of their histories or what they've been through or the homes that they grew up in or what have you, are at kind of a different pace, man. They found a comfortable spot and they just want to stay there mm -hmm. because they've seen so many uncomfortable spots. And so it's much more difficult for them to step out of that comfortable place once they find it. And as far as like something practical that people, you know, can do, can you talk about how like leading with the why, explaining, you know, the heart of it, not just the hows, you know, trying, you need to do this, you need to do this, mm -hmm. explaining why behind it can help someone change. I, I think of, you know, that mm -hmm. classic story of someone uh, at church that doesn't want to give up their seat, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you go up to him and you explain, well, geez, this could be a new believer. This could be someone giving their life to Christ. Yeah. Leading yeah. with the why yeah. will often lead someone to understand that change is good. Right. Giving right. up your seat in church <laughs> just yeah. because you've sat there for 20 years. Right. Right. Yeah. And 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 helping them to uh, understand, because a lot of times we have limited perspectives, uh, given our own history and 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 uh, our own, you know, past when it comes to change. Um, but even sharing your own stories uh, with folks um, about the change that you've experienced, the change you've seen other people experience and the fruit that's come from that. Um, just by embracing it oftentimes is kind of a nudge to, to move people forward because they can see an example of the good that can come from it if they're willing to embrace it. That's good. That's good. Well, I heard it said success is the easiest failure. Mm. You know, like that what's, mm. what once worked won't yeah. always work. And it's important at the beginning of the transition to be clear about what has to go and what has to stay. You know, some things worked in the past, so it makes sense to keep. Mm -hmm. But just because we've always done it that way, you know, right. we've always right. done it that way doesn't and mean that's you have to keep and it. And that's true on a personal level, and it's true on an organizational level. Both, okay. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. And so my question is, how do you figure out what has to go and what has to stay? Mm -hmm. Man, that's a great question. Um, you know, in, in the church world where I've been for, you know, almost the last 30 years, uh, we call those things that need to go, but we refuse to um, let them go, sacred cows. And a lot of times that's just based on tradition and the fact that we've always done it that way and certain people are just simply resistant to change. Um, but sacred cows need to go when they really no longer contribute to the ultimate mission or fit the vision of the organization, or if we're thinking about it personally, you know, certain things in our lives need to go that are getting in the way of our goals, uh, ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is what we're doing, breathing life, this particular thing um, that, that we've always done this way? It could be music, um, you know, in the church. It could be um, a way that we approach something uh, in our families. Um, is it breathing life uh, into the organization or into our family or into our own lives? Or are we just now 
going through the motions just mm-hmm. to go through the motions yeah. and in a lifeless For kind sure. of way. Um, I think uh, change affects people without a doubt, and it often uh, fosters conflict uh, when, when folks aren't ready or willing to let go. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to champion change in an environment, you've got to be prepared for conflict. And on a leadership level, that's so important. You've got to really be bought in to the direction you're moving, and then you've got to bring people with you, uh, but everybody's not going to come. For sure. See, I, I knew you liked change before I even like met you. Mm, how's that? So when I pulled up for my job interview, my first thought was, this church doesn't look like every other church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What goes into that? You know, you walk in a tapestry and people say, like people that visit the first time, like, this is different. Like it's yeah. a good different. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah. What comes out of that what, what was that thinking behind making tapestry you not know i mean ju- just from a, a physical standpoint as far as the building itself which is kind of i think what you're talking about or what you experienced right when you came in and yeah. then once you you know got to be part of the church you experienced the people part of it but uh gosh honestly you know we were just trying to get by in the beginning you know mm-hmm. we were a nomadic church we were moving from place to place um, schools and little theaters and different things of that nature and we're just so thankful to get a piece of land be able to build a building and we had a guy in the church who was a residential contractor residential builder he threw up his hand and said I'll be the developer and the contractor and build this building and so it fits into the community in such a way that it actually looks like a house mm-hmm. you know a big house that just kind of slides right in to the community which symbolic is really what we want to be you yeah. know we want to weave uh, you know the church we want to weave Christ into the fabric of the community and honestly it wasn't even intentional but the building itself does that you mm-hmm. know um, we were just trying to do what we could do with what we had and and many times embracing change that's so important you got to look at what you got and use it in order to get where you want to be I love that you made, you just said, you know, make the most out of what you got. Because mm-hmm. some people are like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But I don't have the money for it right now. Yeah. Or I wish I could do that, but I'm just not in that job position. Yeah. But the a church I interned at, that one of their core values for the staff was Da Vinci. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? And, you know, Da Vinci, when he made the Mona Lisa, we see it like blown up on these big pictures. Yeah. But all he had was a small little canvas. Yeah. And he just painted it. And that was the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And so he just. Use what you got. Da Vinci. Use what you got. And you. Yeah. You can get there. And Absolutely. it may not look like it. And it may turn into something better because you had to get creative. Right. And you may not realize, honestly, until years down the road, uh, what you really have. Just like the conversation we just had about the building. You know, how did that come to be? And, you know, I think in the beginning we probably you know, had hope for something different, but looking back on it, man, it just fits with our vision to weave Christ into the fabric of the community. Mm, That's good. Well, let's move on to phase two of this transition called the in-between. The in-between. This is, for me personally, this is the hardest phase because you don't know exactly what's coming next. It's the phase that it's like radio silence of like, you know, God not speaking to you, your, your bosses, your, you don't know what's coming next and it requires you to stay calm 
you know, you have to pray for peace. You don't have to worry. That's, that's hard for us. And all these things I'm not good at. And so I often skip right over it. Yeah. I just try to skip this phase. Well, so it's uncomfortable. Why? I mean, waiting is the hardest part. Exactly. And, you know, Tom Petty said that. that <laughs> there you, you go. Know? Yeah, one of my favorite See, I'm lines, young, but, but I know. I know. I know. You I know, know a little about. classic rock and roll. <laughs> That's good stuff. So my question is, why is it so important to, you know, get into this phase? Why do we not skip over it? You know, from a spiritual standpoint, um, when it comes to the in-between, when it comes to the waiting, um, it, it really is a, a discipline to be able to sit. I don't do it well either, so I kind of, you know, feel like I don't practice what I preach in this respect sometimes. But um, that place of waiting, that place of in-between, man, that's the place of growth. That's where God develops us, not just to externally adapt to change, but that's where he develops us internally. That's where he develops our character and teaches us uh, about who we are and, and how we need to uh, adapt and move forward in him. So that in-between phase, um, which is the hardest part, that waiting place when uh, we don't know what's ahead and we don't want to go back. But what do you do there? Mm-hmm. You know, Well, you look up, and that's where God begins to grow us in that place and so um that would be you know what i would say about that yeah. in between place a place of growth exactly it, you know i uh you ever watch the charlie brown well of course of course right who who doesn't love charlie brown especially on you know halloween I was and christmas charlie brown way before you were a twinkle okay okay, <laughs> okay. so you're an expert i i heard it said that you know, the in-between is Linus when his blanket is in the washer, in the dryer. <laughs> you know, that. it's like, what do you do with your hands? You know, try to right, right. figure out what do I do? Everything that I used to find comfort in is gone. Yeah. What a great, yeah. What a great analogy. And so my next question is, you know, the in-between is a very lonely place. People feel isolated. Old problems are likely to resurface. Mm-hmm. Old resentments towards someone start to come back. So what are systems or things you can do to help with the loneliness and confusing times in the in-between? You know, man, that's hard to manage. I mean, it's easy to throw out platitudes uh, on that, but uh, it's just such a hard place to be. It's kind of like no man's land in-between. I was watching a Braves game last night, and uh, there was uh, a guy on first base. Uh, the, the batter hit just this little looping fly ball to right field, and he couldn't tell. The runner couldn't tell if, if the guy was going to catch it or if it was going to hit, and so he was right in the middle between first and second, and the ball drops. So he's in no man's land. He couldn't figure out whether to go back or go forward, and from the outfield, he gets thrown out for a force play at second. And so it's an, yeah, stuck in the middle. It's an uncomfortable um, place to be. So uh, platitudes, you know, I mean, we speak to it, uh, but it's hard no matter how you, how you look at it. It, And I think, uh, you know, just clinging to true north, you Mm -hmm. know, in the midst of that. Yeah. And, and having a true north is so important Mm -hmm. um, when you're, when you're in no man's land. Um, So, you know, as a person of faith, as people of faith, uh, for me anyway, that means doing everything I can to stay connected to God. Um, keep falling it, forward. It, keep falling forward, asking for his perspective, 
uh, praying for his path forward, uh, trust in his plan, um, even when the lights are out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doing, you know, the last thing you heard him tell you to do when the lights were on, when the lights are out, mm-hmm. and just keep moving forward. And I know, you know, after, you know, 30-some-odd years of, of, of walking with Christ, that it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of sounds like, you know, a platitude when you're in the midst of it. But as I can reflect back uh, on all the different change, my gracious, that, that we've been through, um, Kim and I and our family, um, you know, from some of the most difficult, painful changes that you can experience uh, to, you know, just transitions and things that you can celebrate with mm-hmm. the kids. Uh, man, just, just clinging to God in the midst of that. And he's faithful. He is faithful. That's awesome. Yeah, I heard it said, little tweaks lead to big peaks. You yeah. know, so just keep going. Like, keep trying yeah. things. Yeah. Get creative. And if you want, like, if you want an example of someone who leads well, if you're trying to lead people that are just, like, you know, not wanting to buy in, you know, they're mm-hmm. stuck in the middle. They're trying to look back to what they're comfortable to. Look at Moses, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like wow. the yeah. transitional leader of all time, yeah. because, you know, the, the, they wanted the, the Israelites wanted what was comfortable They wanted back, you know, and they wanted 40 to go years. Back. And oh, really, <laughs> I mean, as far as like letting go and like letting, you know, your values and everything die out. I mean, a whole generation had to die out for literally. them, literally. Yeah. Yeah. For them to move forward. Yeah. Except, what, for, except for the two guys who were willing to embrace exactly, change. Exactly, exactly. You know, Caleb and Joshua, you know, they were able to to embrace it and ultimately enter uh-huh. the promise. Yeah. And what, what I was, I read this in a book and what st- sticks out to me so much is they wanted to just get comfortable where they're at. They're, they're like, Moses, we're tired of going. Why don't we just build here? Yeah. Like build a house. Yeah. And I would say, you know, build a tent in the in between. Yeah. Just pitch a tent. Because it's not, permanent. you know, it's not permanent at all. Yeah. So just keep going forward. Yeah. And the reality is nothing's permanent here. And we have difficulty with that, especially sort of in the, the Western mindset and, and in America. You know, everything's about building comfort and security. And the reality is, you know, those 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 things change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, we're all in for wake-up calls on that. Yeah, and you just have to give in the in the in between. You just have to give yourself permission to fail, yeah. To to experiment, to be creative, because that's like some of the inventors. You know, the greatest inventions of all time came in the in between, because you know what yeah, used Edison, to work. What was like, you know, the the hundredth time he yeah. worked on the light bulb. Yeah. What used to work didn't work, so you have to be creative, and so mm. that's okay. Just like lean into it. Yeah. Okay, so phase number three mm-hmm. of transition is where we've all been waiting for. We all knew it was coming, discovering the new beginnings, mm-hmm. and we finally made it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. <laughs> beginnings are often really messy. We finally make it, and we're like, oh, this should go smooth. You know, I, I shouldn't have to change anything, but often they're still really messy, and it sometimes takes a couple shots at them for it to, you know, fully be a new beginning. And starts are different from a beginning. Like I said, start is kind of that change where it's situational, mm-hmm. going to a different state. But beginnings is the emotional commitment. Yeah. You know, the emotional commitment. And a beginning is a gamble 
if something will work out, you know? So there's a lot of motion like that's sitting there that could, you this know, might work. It might vulnerable. Not work. It's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. And so where where does trusting God come into play here? We've kind of talked about it already, but why why can we be more courageous and live boldly, knowing God is for us, you know, not against mm-hmm. us? That's I mean, a great question. Uh, you know, you shared it from the outset. You know, the only constant to life is change Mm -hmm. you know i mean things are going to change and uh the only thing that never changes is god he's the same yesterday today and forever and so leaning into him i mean as you read through the psalms you hear you know my high tower my rock my shield you know and that these are all just kind of pictures of things that don't change and protect us and so kind of staying under his protection, staying under his provision, and remembering that he'll never change, and his promises to us never change, that he'll see us through, that he will bring us ultimately to the promised land if we uh, hold on to him. Uh, but it's scary, man. New beginnings, um, every aspect, every phase of change is scary. And we've got to be intentional about pushing forward and pressing on versus just throwing life in neutral because it's too hard and it's too scary. And honestly, that's kind of the default setting. Um, You know, I mean, it can be my default setting if I'm not very intentional. And so uh, just clinging to God uh, and his unchanging character and promise to us, I think, is, is so important. And for people like you and me who love change, mm. when you get to the new beginnings, take time to celebrate them. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't just move on to the next thing. Right. You know, give give God praise for being in the promised land, mm. like making it there. Yeah. It, and that that's where I struggle sometimes. Right yeah. when I get there. Yeah. What's the next thing? Right. Right. And so it's important to celebrate to mark your beginnings. It is, it is. And we see that consistently, especially in the Old Testament, when they will, what they called raise an Ebenezer stone. Mm -hmm. You know, they will make stone monuments to what God did, like the crossing of the Jordan and Mm -hmm. the entrance to a new phase that puts a period at the end of an old uh, phase. And they pause. And then that monument stays there where they can go back and reflect on it for generations just to, again, acknowledge the unchanging character and faithfulness of God. That's good. Well, there you are. There are the three phases of transition. So a quick recap. We have letting go. In phase two, we have finding balance in the in-between. In phase three, we have discovering the new beginning. So, Phil, I want to ask you as we conclude our first episode what's advice you have for people who are having trouble embracing change or just feel lost in this season man hang on mm-hmm. you know hang on to the character of god i've got friends right now i know folks in the church uh, um, different folks who are discouraged by this season right now and we've all been there um, and it's just so important to know that god is faithful Uh, to remember that seasons do change and that this won't last forever. Um, But, man, don't shift into neutral. Keep intentionally pursuing the heart of God. 
keep pursuing the opportunities, keeping your eyes open for uh, what God is bringing your way that would be a handle for you to move forward and, and trust Him. But also, I think, make sure you're not isolating. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with other people that you're talking about, what you're feeling, um, and, and the challenges that you're going through. If you're in a season where... Uh, you're out of a job, if you're in a season where you're out of a relationship that meant a lot to you, whether that's a divorce or a dating relationship, um, you're in a transitional season, man, make sure you got some folks around you that you can trust um, and be open to them encouraging and pouring into you. Yeah, when we said transitional psych- psychological. So yeah, surround yourself with people. Yeah. They help pull you through. They do. And, you know, for something practical, always practice change. You know, don't get stuck. So pick one thing right now to, you know, just think maybe this isn't working anymore. Don't overdo it. Don't try to change everything at once. But, you know, what? what's one thing you need to change? Maybe it's how you, you're doing dating, you know, dates with your spouse. Yeah. You know, try try change that up a little bit. What's uh, how you read the Bible? I mean, it works for different people. Right. Uh, maybe change up the genre you're reading. Yeah, yeah. So just pick one thing and just go for it. Absolutely. I love that. And again, you know, I mean, we've got like a, you know, a 30 some odd year uh, age difference uh, between us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I am that old dog, you know. uh, And so just hearing those things, you know, I mean, that that challenges me Mm -hmm. because it's easy for me to get into a comfortable rut, you know, um, and not push myself to change. Um, and so, man, that's even, you know, that encourages me to begin to look at some things differently. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, every podcast, I want to end with a segment called recommendation of the month. And so I'm going to ask you what, what's a recommendation you have for the people listening? It could be a movie. It could be a song, a book, a podcast, whatever. Is there anything you have this month that you want to recommend to people? It doesn't even have to be about the topic. Sure. Well, it is kind of about the topic, as I, as I saw you, your question here. Um, the thing that came to my mind um, is a, a, one of our favorite songs, especially uh, Rachel and I, my daughter. Um, it's a song by Matt Redman. Uh, Gary, our worship leader, played it at church a couple of weeks ago. It's called Never Let Go. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rachel and I, we can't sing. and Well, I know I can't sing, but um, we walk around the house. We love that song, and we just scream that song. It's, it's just the fact that God will never let go of you, you know, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of the darkness, regardless of the pain. God's never going to let go of you, and it's just a powerful reminder of that that he's going to take you to the light at the end of the tunnel and so man if you've got an opportunity uh you know pull that up and listen to it uh, on spotify or whatever you're listening to it's matt redmond's never let go um it's just a reminder that through it all um god's got us yeah i have a music recommendation too it's it's a album called vintage Mm. by Shane and Shane. So this kind of goes against our change podcast, yeah. but it came out in 2020. So it's new, but it's all songs from the nineties, like awesome God. And, um, I could sing of your love forever, but just in a modern way. 
Oh, I thought it was going to be like one of those late night commercial deals. Have you seen those for no. the old praise music? Uh uh-uh. Have you? Oh man, I, I, somebody will be familiar with what I'm talking about now, and it's just that old praise music, and it is the cheesiest late night commercial you've ever seen. I'm surprised, you know, the generational thing that that's what you're recommending. Listen, I I didn't like grow up with a lot of those songs. Okay. And so I'm just kind of like getting to the. I'm like, there's some rich stuff here. <laughs> like I like this stuff. So if you, you if you did grow up with and you want some nostalgia. Like awesome God, that, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want some nostalgia, just hear these in a different way. It was, yeah. a, it was fun to kind of listen to some of them. <laughs> Good stuff. So, well, there you go. I guess but now we can I say we've we done did a it. Podcast. We've done a podcast. Wow. wow. <laughs> I can't wait. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And if you have any recommendations for us to what what we should tackle, just send us a text, send us an email. We'd love to tackle it. Yeah, this was fun. I agree. I had a blast. Well, I think it's time we cue the outro music. Thank you for listening to the Before and After podcast. Remember that you can find a new episode wherever you choose to listen to podcasts on the first of every month. And if you like the episode, please share with a family member or a friend. And by following and subscribing to the podcast, we can reach more people. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.